Good afternoon. This is Greg Lois, and welcome to our May 2022 New Jersey webinar. Today we are talking about stopping the reopener. So this will be a fun topic. I was just at the uh, claims and litigation management meeting in Chicago for the week, and almost everybody who I talked to about New Jersey workers' compensation law out there, and this was everything from self-insured employers to TPAs to brokers to carriers, everybody was giving me the same complaint about New Jersey and their New Jersey attorneys and their New Jersey cases. And they said, Greg, we can't close them in Jersey. They keep coming back for these reopeners. And, and it was the most prevalent complaint I heard uh, about uh, workers' comp uh, in the week I was out there. And I said to myself, you know what? I got to come back and I got to talk about this because, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to deal with these reopeners. There are some techniques and some things you can do. And also, I thought it was a good topic to sort of explain why you see these reopeners and what you can do about them. So, my goal for today is to talk about what is a reopener, why do we hear about them, why are these things clouding up our desks. I'm going to talk about uh, some ways we can respond to them so that you can either avoid them or stop them dead in their tracks. And then I want to talk a little bit about some practical things and some practical takeaways and a little bit about practical litigation uh, or trial of these things. Uh, and my goal here for today is to really try to explain a little bit of why you see this in this specific jurisdiction. And then it's my goal to give you a couple options. Because my feeling was when I was talking to people out there, uh, they had not had anyone answer their questions. They didn't have anyone who explained to them why these reopeners keep happening, what the reopener is, and what the choices were that you could do about a reopener. In other words, everyone I talked to sooner said, well, you know what I don't like about Jersey? I don't know, what, what don't you like about Jersey? And they'd say, well, what I don't like about Jersey is stupid reopeners. And I said, well, you know, you've got options. And they would go, what? No one's ever told me that before. And so I thought to myself, this is going to be a good topic. And so I was very inspired. Um, I should also just say, if you don't go to claims litigation management, CLM uh, events, they are wonderful. They're usually very educational uh, and, and very well done. Uh, I can also suggest that if you're an attorney and you're watching this or listening to this, uh, their claims litigation management professional designation and training, phenomenal. Uh, I've been through it. I've sent some of my partners through it as well. So just a great organization, great event. And again, you know, just going there and talking to people about what their challenges were, it was just real clear to me that there was just a lot of confusion about what the reopener is, what we can do about the reopener, and what the next steps could be. So I did want to share with you some thoughts and some ideas and some, uh, you know, sort of strategies that you can try and, and you can test, right? Uh, so this is going to be live. Uh, this is totally uh, uh, your time. So feel free to ask me any questions that come to your mind. Please type them into the box and I will answer as many of them as I possibly can. Okay, so uh, let's jump in. I'm going to start with what is a reopener? What does this mean, right? Uh, well, it's a specific type of workers' compensation right that is given to the petitioner or the claimant in a workers' compensation case, and it's pursuant to Section 27 of the New Jersey statute. And that statute, the New Jersey Workers' Compensation Act, says that if the petitioner can demonstrate and uh, that uh, there has been a uh, material worsening, then they can reopen their case and they can come back and seek additional payment. So it says that any agreement 
uh, for workers' compensation, and that would be under an order approving settlement, that would be the agreement, can be uh, reopened and changed by that subsequent agreement. And that person can come forward and do that two years from the date they last received their workers' compensation benefit. And generally speaking, that workers' compensation benefit is going to be the payment of workers' compensation under the original settlement agreement. And so you get the situation where in New Jersey, whatever your uh, workers' compensation case is pending for, it gets resolved by way of an agreement, an order approving settlement. And then that's going to generally be paid out over a period of weeks. Well, the reopener period doesn't begin to run until all of those payments are made. So in a typical case, let's say a case that's settling for, let's say, 30% of the statutory arm and the person's going to get 90 weeks of compensation, let's say, that settlement is reached, all accrued weeks are paid, and let's say there's 45 weeks of unaccrued uh, benefits to be paid forward. Well, that means the petitioner is going to receive a weekly benefit for the next 45 weeks, and then they'll have two years from that last benefit to reopen their workers' compensation claim. And when they reopen the claim, all they have to do uh, is to allege that their condition has worsened. So what do they have to do? What do they have to bring before the workers' compensation court? Well, they have to file a formal application. It looks just like a claim petition, just as this is my reopener. And they have to say that there has been a material worsening in their condition, right? So what is a material worsening? What does it really mean? And, and how is that actually established? Well, generally speaking, because New Jersey is not a wage loss state, it's an impairment state, it's just going to mean they have to show a material worsening of their medical condition or restriction on their activity of daily living, right? So oftentimes they'll come in and say, well, my material worsening is I'm in more pain than I was two years ago when I first settled this case, uh, or I can't do as much as I was doing back then, right? And that's typically how they're going to demonstrate their entitlement to a new award and new benefits, right? That's, that's generally speaking what they're going to be saying. The burden in this case is on a petitioner. So remember, in a normal workers' compensation case, the petitioner bears only the burden of showing that there was an accident that arose out of and in the course of employment and led to a medical impairment. That's all they have to show. Right? But in a reopener claim, the burden is on them to show that the condition has been material worsened by the passage of time. They have to show it. Uh, we have to, uh, they have to uh, demonstrate this to the court in some kind of objective means. Well, there also is additional discovery that we're entitled to in this kind of case. And that's because the petitioner, again, bears the burden of demonstrating through the use of objective proofs that their condition has materially worsened, okay? That's uh, the standard they're always gonna be looking for. So generally speaking, a reopener is resolved very simply. Usually the parties look at it and they go, this is garbage, right? You can't possibly prove a material worsening. And so usually both sides will go out and uh, get IME reports. They will exchange those reports. Uh, they will sometimes seek additional medical care. But generally speaking, um, the, although the respondent has the right to discovery and trial, most of these are going to settle by way of a lump sum dismissal pursuant to Section 20, right? And a lump sum dismissal is not subject to a reopener. So you have this odd situation in New Jersey where a workers' compensation case is resolved by way of settlement. The parties are happy with the settlement. We enter into the settlement. And then about a third of those cases get reopened within the reopener period with the petitioner coming forward and saying, yes, thank you for that settlement. Thank you for that workers' compensation benefit. But 
my condition is now materially worsened and I'm entitled to more money. Thank you, give me the more money. Both sides will then go out and get independent medical examinations, they'll exchange those reports, sometimes a judge will get involved, but nine times out of 10, the majority of the times, the cases will get settled for, or resolved for some nominal, very small, almost de minimis, Section 20 uh, lump sum dismissal money. And when I say nominal, I mean $5,000, $7,500, $10,000. large settlements. Now, you might want to wonder, like, why are we going through this process, right? And we'll talk about that in a second. In other words, why is it that you don't just add the $10,000 onto your original settlement and do a lump sum dismissal the first time the case comes to court? So I'll talk about that in a minute. But most reopeners are resolved uh, by way of a lump sum dismissal. Now, I'll also tell you, when I, when I talk to uh, clients of other people and, you know, when I'm at the, this conference, I was really interested to learn that some of these uh, uh, attendees were telling me things like, oh, Greg, I've, I've had three reopeners in the same case. I've had two in the same case where they keep reopening. I'm like, that's crazy. I'll tell you that with like real, let me just give you some rules of thumb here. Like 99.9% .9 of the time, there's a reopener. You should resolve it by way of Section 20, really. You shouldn't keep it going unless there's something really dramatic. You know, I, I could think of only a few cases where I wouldn't, where a reopener would not be resolved by Section 20. I'm thinking maybe something with an amputation, where there's going to be a prosthetic, where maybe we're going to have to replace the prosthetic arm or hand or leg every couple years. So there might be a valid reason not to do a lump sum dismissal at the time of reopener. But really, most times the reopener should be uh, resolved by way of Section 20. And remember, we're always talking about a less than total case when we're talking about here. If the claimant was found to be permanently and totally disabled, the reopener will never uh, come forward because you can't be more total than total, right? Sorry, plaintiffs would probably love that, but it's not possible just yet under our New Jersey workers' compensation law. So these things keep happening. I, I think that there's it's strange to me when I hear about people saying, oh, I've got multiple reopeners. That's strange. That's, that's something's going wrong there, okay? Uh, so when I talk to the clients, I said to them, okay, well, you've got a couple tactics you can employ to make sure this doesn't happen. You don't just keep getting these multiple reopeners, right? So let's talk about the first tactic. The first tactic I call protective testimony, right? Protective testimony. So remember, in your workers' compensation case, both sides are going to get their own independent medical evaluations. Right? Generally speaking, petitioner's IME is ridiculous, it's over the top, and it claims that the petitioner has barely any work capacity left in the entire world. Isn't it amazing that they're, how, how impaired they are, right? And of course, our defense uh, medical examination is gonna be a little bit more realistic, a little bit more objective. Now, when the case goes forward to settlement, the original underlying first settlement, I like to lead the claimant through their testimony and have them repeat every single complaint that is listed in their independent medical examiner's report and all of their current complaints, right? And the reason I do that is because typically those reports are going to be so over the top. The plaintiff's attorney is going to have fed to the uh, IME doctor, their doctor, such a list of complaints and such a list of over the top issues and inabilities to do anything that the IME doctor is just going to parrot that. They're just going to copy and paste it right into their final report. And it's always over the top. 
So what I like to do is have them repeat that at length, ad nauseum. And I'll say, well, you told your doctor that you can barely even pour yourself a glass of coffee. You told your doctor you can't open a door. You told your doctor you have trouble uh, driving, parking, throwing a baseball. You know, whatever uh, the claimant told their physician, that's what I'm going to be uh, bringing out on the record. Because I want to bring in as much of this testimony as I can. I really want to get expansive on the record so that I can demonstrate to the court, hey, look at all the complaints this person has. And, and remember, the petitioners there, they're relatively friendly at that point because they're getting a settlement, so they're happy about something right now. And so you can really lead them through this. Usually opposing counsel will just sit there quietly at counsel table. They're not going to be disturbing you. And the goal here is to elicit so much testimony and so much repetition from the claimant about all of their complaints that when they try to reopen their claim, I am then going to use that transcript at the future proceeding. I'm going to say, wait, you're now saying that your condition has worsened, but let me read to you what you said two years ago when we settled your case. You said you couldn't do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to go through that with great specificity. And really, it's going to be hard for the petitioner to demonstrate that, uh, that they uh, you know, were much worse or much worse off or much more disabled or couldn't do the same activities of daily living. So by using this transcript at the future hearing, you're just going to start to limit down how much stuff the petitioner can bring in and how expansive they can bring in and, on this reopener, right? So, so it's very important that that record is made at the time of the original settlement. Now. The other thing I'm doing with that uh, transcript is that, remember, I'm going to push my adversary for discovery. <clears throat> so tactic two is I'm going to maybe litigate this issue. I've already made a great record in the past. I've confined the claimant down to uh, a really uh, a clear statement of all of their current complaints. You know, your choice is not necessarily to settle that reopener. You could say, you know what, let's litigate that reopener. Let's make sure that what you're telling me is the truth. The way to test that is by way of testimony. Let's bring you into court and let's get you to testify. So remember, you're going to be allowed very specific discovery in a reopener case. You're going to be allowed discovery as of right that you're not allowed in a normal workers' compensation case. And the most important part of that discovery is interrogatories, right? So you're going to get these amazing interrogatories in which the claimant has to reveal to you the nature and extent of any medical treatment that they've obtained since the time of their prior award. And guess what it's going to be most times, nine times out of ten? Nothing, right? Because they're fine, because they took their money and they kind of ran, right? So usually you're going to determine uh, that there has been no interim medical care, and you're going to confirm that by way of interrogatories. You're also going to be able to do an investigation into their current work status. And this is the part I love. I love it when the petitioner is now currently working, maybe not for us, maybe for someone else, uh, and they're doing all of the things that they complained about in the time of their final set, their prior settlement that they couldn't do anymore, right? You have them driving a forklift, you have them commuting back and forth to work, uh, doing all the same things that they said they couldn't do for our employer, which led to their award in the, uh, the prior award, right? So that investigation should go into what their current work activities are. And they have to reveal that both in the interrogatories, but we should also be doing a basic work search. Um, remember, you get them to have to prove their case in the workers' compensation proceeding. So if you say, you know what, I'm going to go to trial on this issue. I think I've got really great testimony I locked up when we did the settlement two years ago. 
I've done my investigation and served my interrogatories and I've looked into your current work status. I think I've got a really good argument for that. Maybe you've gone out and done additional things. Like for example, you've gotten surveillance. Okay, you've done a social media check. You've proved that their activities of daily living are not as limited as they were claiming at the time of the prior award. Well, go to trial. Trial in a reopener case is cheap and easy and really not that dangerous, right? Remember how a trial unfolds in a workers' compensation proceeding in New Jersey. The first step is that the petitioner gets on the stand and testifies on their own behalf. Okay? Petitioner on the stand doesn't cost much. Cross-examining the petitioner for an hour or two doesn't take a tremendous amount of attorney time. But getting to pick away at their claims is a powerful opportunity for the respondent and for the defense. Again, it's not that costly and gives you a chance to push back. It also opens up the case for, of course, anything that you're able to contradict the claimant statement. If you can con contradict it to the terms of nature and extent, that would go to the claimant's credibility. If you can contradict it with the actual uh, work activity that you are aware of or other information you've developed, that might be a fraud. So it really gives you an opportunity to litigate that case and to fully develop the record. It's not done very often. You know, I don't see a lot of trials on reopeners. And one of the reasons is because the petitioner's attorney will say, well, it's only $20,000 section 20 to make this case go away. And it doesn't seem worth it. But for some employers, it might be worth it, particularly where you're starting to see reopeners become endemic, become a real problem if, in your employment. You know, it might be worth it to you to say, you know what, I wanna try a few of these. I wanna push back on them and see if we can hold them to their proofs, right? Again, the beginning of a trial of workers' compensation in New Jersey is very cheap and easy. You're just putting on lay witness testimony. It's going to be the petitioner's testimony. The next step would be our lay witness. I don't know who that would be. Maybe there isn't, doesn't even need to be one. And then the next step after that would be the petitioner presents their independent medical examiner, and then we present ours. And then the judge has to make a decision. And the judge's decision is, has there been a material worsening? Has there been an objective material worsening? If your counsel did the right job at the time of the original settlement, and if you put your case in carefully and correctly, it's going to be very difficult for the judge to find a significant material worsening. And for that reason, you will often prevail in these kind of litigations if you're properly prepared. So you, there is this option. You know, you don't, it isn't just a matter of, well, it's a reopener case. I guess I'm going to either throw Section 20 money at it, or I've got to, uh, you know, just deal with a small reopener increment, you know, $20,000 moving, not, not a lot moving. But again, that case can then be reopened again, right? So you want to always be thinking about the potential for additional exposure down the road. Third tactic we've had, and I've tried this, and it's been successful in some courts and not in others, really depends on your workers' comp judge, is paid up front. You know, you say, judge, look, we know that, you, you know, maybe they, you don't really like a Section 20, right? But we want to do a Section 20. And by the way, there is a strong institutional bias in New Jersey workers' compensation court against doing Section 20s at the first settlement, right? It's just an institutional bias. It's been sort of trained into the judges. Uh, and they just don't want to do it, right? So, you know, you could say to the judge, hey, look, I want to do uh, a section 20 the first time. And of course, the judge is more times out of the day saying, nah, we don't, we don't do that, right? In my opinion, the, uh, the big determining factor on whether or not the judge will allow a section 20 of a case at the first time and, and not require an order approving settlement, it's often how long has the judge been on the bench, right? Because once a judge has tenure, 
they're more willing to do things that are expeditiously move a case to closure. But before they have tenure, they're really worried about not getting tenure. And so they really uh, follow more likely the institutional bias against uh, Section 20s. Anyway, what if we say to the judge, hey, look, we know that there's some medical component. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, we're, but, but we want to resolve this matter full and final. Uh, you know, can we do a, a lump dismissal now, right now, instead of an order approving settlement, and settle this case all at one time? Can we resolve this entire matter? And sometimes if you just add on what you know the reopener is going to be, you know the reopener is going to be five grand or maybe 10 grand. And so you just add that onto the uh, case's value initially and offer the whole thing as a lump sum. Uh, again, considering the value of maybe future medical and maybe future lost time, the judgment compensation may allow that. And that will sidestep or allow you to not have to do a reopener into the future. So those are all some thoughts and ways that you can do it. All right. Uh, I'm hoping that this uh, conversation has spurred some questions. I'm hoping that some uh, people out there have some uh, questions for me. I can tell you last week I was there kind of talking about this over and over again, and it just kept coming up, and I said, man, this is going to be a good topic uh, for conversation this week uh, for this webinar, but let's see. Let's And uh, so far, I don't see any, but that's that's crazy. Everybody was asking me about this last week. Maybe this is a much more savvy group. Um, okay, Sarah, thank you, Sarah P., for the first question, which is, Greg, how many times can a claim be reopened? The answer is infinity times, a million times, 100 times, 20 times, 10 times, right? There's nothing in Section 27 that limits the petitioner to just one or two or three reopeners. They can keep doing this over and over again. And it does seem that in some uh, employments, uh, particularly public employments, you'll see the case reopened and reopened and reopened. And the reason for that is maybe that's a unionized location or it's a government employee, uh, government employer, and so they'll kind of tolerate that sort of behavior over and over and over again. But again, you don't have to, and there are techniques and strategies that you can employ to push back against constant repetitive reopeners. Again, in the statute, there is no limit on how many times you can reopen an order approving settlement or any settlement that's been entered under Section 22. You could, they could do it 100 times if they want. So uh, thank you for that question. Um, that's great. And Sarah just said, great, thanks. All right, so that's all the questions I've got. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. I thought this was a, a fun topic to talk about, and I know it's definitely was one on some other people's minds as well. So thanks for joining us this month, and I'll see you again next month for our next New Jersey webinar. Have a great week, and oh, happy Memorial Day weekend.